I've been studying this afternoon and last night, and so if you'll turn Philippians uh, chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, I'll begin to read verse 1. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 1. Therefore, my brethren, did beloved long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Judas and beseech Cynthia that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God would pass all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received, and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me has flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know how to be abased, I know how to be bound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Father, would you bless now tonight each one of us. Father, we need a blessing tonight, and we don't just come to waste our time and waste your time. We come to fellowship around the cross. Fellowship one on one another. Fellowship around your word. Bless us tonight now we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I uh, was dealing with a person this week and they one of the statements they said to me, what I got to thinking about this, was that I can't love. And, uh, and I, one of the th- things that I gave her advice to do is have you given yourself into anybody else's life instead of your own or you just go around worrying about yourself all the time are you doing something for somebody else I like this there's a, a brother I think it was brother Rolf or some great preacher anyhow when I first got into the ministry I was one of these kind of guys that uh, somebody would come up to me and Say, preacher, I want to be a blessing to you today. Here's a hundred dollars. No, 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 no. I don't need. I don't want you to give me. No, no. You you keep that now and use it for something else for the Lord. I'm I'm fine. And uh, they stood around and watched me do that to a couple of people. 
and ever who it was, I can't remember, come up to me and said, Pastor, can I tell you something? You're robbing from your people. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I know that you don't want to be obligated to nobody. You want to be self-sufficient. But when you don't take a gift that somebody else is giving you, you're robbing from them. You're taking a blessing from them. And uh, he said, uh, like uh, somebody the other day I was around, somebody gave them a gift, and they made the statement, I don't want this thing. And I think I'll just go tell them just to keep it. I don't want it. I said, no, you don't. You take the gift, and if you want to throw it in a garbage can, throw it in a garbage can, but you don't let them know it. You take it and thank them for it. Amen? Now, what I'm saying is, uh, to be happy, the devil knows how to get you. The devil has tools to get you and get you down and get you disheartened. One of the greatest things that you can do to overcome the devil is learn how to take the blessings of God. Somebody, got, what makes you think if somebody was come up to you and offer you something just as a gift of love to you, who touched their heart to give them to make you them to do that for you? Only God could do that. And so you're not really uh, taking the blessing from them; you're taking it from the Lord, and you thank God for it. But you're also giving of yourself, your love to them. Thank you for their uh, love for you. Now that's important because I want to show you something if I can. The devil has ways of deceiving people in this life by the way we think about certain things. Now I want you to look at verse 8 with me, especially in this verse. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, I want to give you nine devices that the devil uses uh, against man uh, from, to deceive us. Number one, thinking that the enjoyment of partaking of sin will fulfill the life. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, For God doeth know that on the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Now, what I'm saying here is many people today do not think that they have to live, uh, they have lived, if, if they've not gotten drunk or if they haven't took uh, some kind of drug or, or some evil thing they haven't participated in, uh, they think they must experience some sort of gross sin to really live. Something that I don't appreciate. I know a lot of pastors, a lot of preachers, that uh, they give their testimony before they were saved, like that's a badge that they wear, that they were a drunk or they were on dope or they uh, in some kind of gross sin, and then God saved them and got them out of that sin. Now, let me give you something. Praise God for His grace. Amen. 
praise God for His mercy to save you and call you into the ministry. But it's not something to brag about that you pass sins. And a lot of people think that they haven't lived unless they get into gross sin of some sort in their life. And that's what made that's a that's a uh, work of the devil. It's a trick of the devil to make you think you must sin to enjoy life and to really live. But let me give you something. The Bible says that sin kills. Sin lasts for a season, but it has a payday. And you got to realize that. Thinking the second thing the devil uses to deceive us sometimes is thinking family ties will save you from your sin. Uh, is another trick of the devil. It, listen, Matthew 3, verse 9. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able to, of these stones, raise up Christ unto Abraham. Thinking because Mama was a Christian, then I'm one too is a trick of the devil. I was thinking I'm a, a Baptist, so I'm all right. Or my mama or my daddy was a Baptist, and therefore I'm all right. Now, the thing that will save you, that's a lie of the devil. What your mama went uh, was and what your daddy was won't save you. Romans 10, 13, listen to it. Whosoever, that's individuals. And whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it has to come down to you. Amen. Amen. Just this past week, I got to lead to the Lord, and He told me, He said, Now, Pastor, I, I come to talk to you because I'm Catholic. And He said, My mama was Catholic, and she died, and I, I've been in real concern. He said, I had a dream. I went to hell, and a terrible dream about it. And I want to know something. Uh, tell me how to go to heaven. He said, now, I don't know where my mama is, uh, and I don't know where my daddy is, but I want to know. That's what it takes. And the trick of the devil is to think that because your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, some part of your family is a Christian, that makes you a Christian. In fact, I had a man tell me one time, uh, I said, sir, how do you know you say, well, I'm in, I was born in America, and America is a Christian country, and that makes me a Christian. And I've had people literally tell me, well, I was born in a Christian family, and that makes me a Christian. No, it don't. That's an individual matter. Now, so another trick of the devil is trusting in fancy prayers is another trick of the devil. Matthew 6, verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for, for they think that they shall be heard for they're much speaking. Did you know it's not much praying that gets the job done? It's what you pray. And it's to whom you pray. I got in the Bible one day and I challenged you to do it. Get in the Bible and find all the great men of the Bible and read their prayers. All great men in the Bible that's mentioned, they prayed. It would do you good just to go and read their prayers. And you'll find some, most all of them, very, very few prayed long. Elijah prayed, and God stopped up heaven, and it didn't rain. And he prayed again, and God gave rain. You know how many words is in his prayer? Fifty-three words. Fifty-three words. Short prayer, but he was praying to the right person, he was praying in the right uh 
name. You've never been born again. The only prayer you can pray is the old sinner's prayer. Lord, be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. And Lord, save me or I perish. You must pray to the Heavenly Father in Jesus' name, believing He will hear you. Big words won't get it. And I've been in prayer meetings. I, I know that we used to have years ago, we would have men come on Saturday night and we'd take a pew. And men, each man of the church would take a pew and we'd kneel for hours and pray for the people of God filled the pews, the people to come in church. And I was always amazed as you listened to different ones pray uh, how much long prayers and about everything in the world. And you know what? We were there for one purpose, to get people to come to church and fill the pews of church. Now, to pray everything else in the world, to use big words, and my Heavenly Father, which is on the throne of God in the heaven. And I, I sometimes I think God laughs at us how we put on trying to get to Him. And do you know what the Bible says? He's right at hand. You ain't got to put on big show in prayers. And the old devil said, oh, you've got to use the right way. You've got to pray uh, in a certain way and much praying gets through to God. No, it don't. That's the trick of the devil. It's just simply pray and ask God to take care of it. In Jesus' name, the Bible said he didn't do it. Another trick of the devil is trusting in self-confidence. That's the trick of the devil. Matthew 26, verse 33. Peter answered said unto him, Though all men should be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. Now that's self-confident. But look out, Peter. You are denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. And Peter did do that. Pride goes before fall, the Bible said. Thinking all you have to do is hear the word of God and not do the word of God again. That's the trick of the devil. Now I want to show you something. Turn over to Luke chapter 6 with me for a minute. Luke chapter 6. And Luke with me in, in verse 49. Luke chapter 6 and verse 49. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation build his house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great he that heareth and doeth not you know James has a lot to say about that James has a lot to say about saying you're a Christian and don't do the things that shows that you're a Christian shows that you're not a Christian just knowing the Bible is not enough the Bible says the devil knows the Bible. And I want you to look at, again, <coughs> all of us know it's dealt with anybody about their salvation. You know Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, but turn back there for just a minute with me, please. I'd like to read them again. In Romans chapter uh, 10, verse 9 and 10. <coughs> Excuse me. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Go back to verse 9 now, look at it very carefully. 
that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. So if somebody comes along and says, well, I, I just read the Bible. I know the Word of God, and that makes me saved. I can quote Scripture. In fact, I, we used to be uh, in, a, in a church. It was a good thing that people would memorize the Word of God. But they never did anything for the Word of God. They just memorized Scripture and they had a club memorizing the Word of God. Nothing wrong with that. But you ought to put some feet to it. Amen? There ought to be something that you do for it. And I think the old devil gets to us thinking sometimes, just study the Bible to read. There was a preacher I knew, took a church, and I went to visit him one day, and I said, how's it going? He said, well, uh, we're doing fine. We had the same old crowd all the time. And he went on to talk about it in a little bit. And I said, well, what you doing out there? Oh, he said, I, I spend my time studying. That's all I do is stay in my office and study the Bible all the time. Now, folks, it's good to study the Bible. But I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to do anything for the Lord just sitting in your office studying the Bible. you got to put some feet to it. you got to get out and knock on doors. you got to talk to people about the Lord. You can know everything in the world about God. But one of the tricks of the devil is, all you got to do is know the Word of God. And that will be sufficient. No. The Bible said if you truly say, you will do something. Look at verse 9 again. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. In other words, if you don't, he won't. Amen? And it's just that simple. Uh, number six, thinking you can buy your way into heaven is a trick of the devil. Look at Luke again now in verse 12, uh, chapter 12, I mean. Luke chapter 12. And I want you to look at verse 19. Luke chapter 12, and just a verse, chapter 19. And I will say to, to my soul, Thou hast much goods laid up for my years, many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thou shalt uh, be required, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? And notice something in the Bible. I can show you verse after verse that just thinking you can buy your way into heaven. And the Bible, uh, there's a verse of Scripture, I wish I'd have got it. It said that your riches will perish with you thinking you can buy your way into heaven. You can't do it. And I know a lot of people down through the years that literally tried to tie, they tried to give, they tried to, uh, to in the church thinking that their tithes and offering is buying their way into heaven. No, you can't. It's through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a trick of the devil. Thinking you can get to God through idols or that God is re represented by some idol or some image is a trick of the devil. Jesus is the only way to get to the Father. Thinking you've got all ways to live and make a decision for Christ is a trick of the devil. Uh, but uh, notice if Acts chapter 24 and verse 25, Paul is witnessing to Felix, and Felix said, Almost thou persuaded me, come back at a better day, and I'll talk to you about it. But you never read where Felix got saved after that. So I wonder... Did he get saved because he put it off again? Thinking I'll do it tomorrow is a trick of the devil. God's words plainly states today 
is a day of salvation. When the Holy Spirit deals with you, when you are that you are a sinner and your sins is against God and Him only, Jesus is a Savior, now is the time for salvation. Amen? And so the, de- the devil has many tricks to keep us away from uh, the Lord and getting saved and serving Him. And I marvel if people that get themselves into trouble in a hard time simply because of what they think is right. But the Bible is very plain. But God first in your life and everything else fits. Amen? It's not trying everything in the world. I had rather have one day since I've been saved than all the 26 years that I had without Christ. And God knows I mean it too because I just begin to live when He saved my soul. And I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Stand with me, please. Father, You've been so good to me over the years and You've been so good to Your people. Any saved person by Your grace gives You the glory and the honor and the thanks for it. And we don't rely on our body and our flesh and our mind and our wisdom. We rely on You to take care of us. And I pray, dear God, you will even tonight and through this week now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.